0: Family, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Faith in the Wild, and I wanna get right to it. Do you Have you ever faced that you were in a trial in your life, that you're being tested, or maybe you just feel like life is squeezing you to the point that you just can't breathe, you just don't know what to do, you feel overwhelmed, you feel like you have no control? Well, today, we're gonna to be talking about the trial. Or in other words, the test, right? Because in the last episode, we spoke about when you answer the call to God, the messages that he will give you when you answer the call giving examples of my testimony where you know once i answer the call god started to tell me about my identity the things that i need to adjust in my life and where i went wrong in the past and what i need to be mindful of and who he has called me to be and he's led me to to things that he said in his word that i can write down and always reference that will help me no matter the season no matter test or trial whatever you want to call it he prepared me for where he was leading me and for the sake of today's video, God led me to a wilderness season, right? And you have to understand that sometimes God is gonna lead us into those seasons because those are the opportunities, at least this is the perspective that I see, right? Is that a trial or a test is an opportunity to receive the gift of truly surrendering to God and being more like Jesus. What does that mean? Because I know some people want to click off now because it sounds too churchy or religious, but that's not what it is, right? Jesus passed the ultimate test, and I'm gonna get into that a little bit later. But Jesus knew how to handle and manage his feelings and knew how to move in in, in ways and in cities and situations that were actually meant to almost hurt him or come against him, right? So for us, we're gonna face trials and tests every single day of our life. Now I wanna show you four examples of, before I get into my testimony about the trial that I went through, how we see in scripture others going into different tests and trials, right? Now look, our tests and trials in this world may not be the same as what we see in scripture, but conceptually, they can be very similar. So the first test is Adam and Eve. We all know the story of Adam and Eve, the two, the first two that God created on the earth, and he put them in the Garden of Eden, and he gave them the opportunity to steward over a piece of land in, in, in a beautiful garden that he has given them. And he tells them, that they have access to life, all of God's life and his wisdom that he has created, but he does not want them to eat from the fruit of the, uh, the tree of knowledge, right? He says, Hey, you can do whatever you want here, but there's one thing I don't want you to do um, because it leads to death. So God says, Don't do this because this is what will happen. God gave them a blueprint, right? And God has given us the greatest thing, or greatest gift, which is choice. So they had a choice, right? So God put them in a test for the sake of this video. So they had a test. Are they going to choose what God said to do or go against him and not trust Him and do actually what he told them not to do. So what happens is we meet a serpent, which is considered, which is Satan in the Bible, and he ends up testing them as well. But the test ends up turning into a trap and they end up going against God and his word and falling into evil which leads to the fall of man, fall of humanity, right? So they failed their test and God says, you know, one, he's not going to give up on humanity because he's going to send one that's going to be able to step on a serpent's head and pass the ultimate test, right? So then we see another test in a man named Abraham and his wife, Sarah. So Abraham was given a great promise, right? He experienced God in many different ways. So. The first test that they were given was like, hey, um, God was telling them, I need you to leave your family because I want you to go to a land where I'm going to use you to restore, as I referenced my notes, right? I'm going to use you to restore the land and restore humanity, restore the people, right? And at first, everything was good, but then they quickly failed. They quickly failed. Abraham ended up lying to protect himself and also I mean his wife ended up scheming, right? To get God's blessing, or God's promise without God by abusing their servant, right? And then another test that was given to them Abraham was told to go to a mountain and to sacrifice his son. Now, they failed the first two tests, right? But God didn't give up on them. God gave them another chance, another opportunity to pass a test. Now, that last test where I said, like, he had to go to a mountain and sacrifice his own child, it sounds wild. It sounds crazy because you'd be like, yo, why would somebody do that? But can I propose to you that might be the issue with some of us? Our focus is wrong. We're focusing on things that we shouldn't be focusing on. And we end up missing the point or the lesson of, of whatever situation. Cause God honestly with that situation wants to show you that he tested people for their loyalty. Cause God wants to give you an opportunity to rule with him, but he needs to know that he can trust you. Now there's a lot of questions you can ask. Isn't God the all-knowing? Isn't He? The, yeah, God is all-knowing, but He's given us the beautiful gift of free will and choice. So He's never gonna force us to do anything. And sometimes people mismanage that free will, that choice, and they end up choosing a path that's away from God. But in this case, Abraham listens to God. He goes up to the mountain, and as soon as he's about to sacrifice um, his son, God stops him. He says, "Hey, you passed the test." So I'm going to fulfill a promise that I made to you. And we, what we see is that yes, it seems like people are still not proven that they can be trusted, but one that God is always going to give you an opportunity to pass a test and your tests are always going to look different, but it's to develop. It's to grow because we see from Abraham's story and the test that he, that, you know, he faced, he failed twice but he learned from those mistakes and he was able to pass the third one and the test might have been the hardest but he passed it and then a third test that we see is the people of israel now i really want to focus in on these last two tests right but this one right here is the people of israel so the people of israel were slaves in egypt for many years and god freed them through a man named moses now (laughs) when they were freed they were led into the wilderness So there's a few times we see this in the Bible, that somebody or a group of people are led into the wilderness, right? This is one of the first ones. And I could be totally wrong, but for the sake of this video, I really want to focus on on these last two tests where we see someone or or a group of people are led into the wilderness because they struck me and they, they taught me a lot. These individuals were led into the wilderness. That means they got their freedom, and God said, I'm gonna bring you to a land that's gonna be yours, right? They were gonna be led to a promised land. God gave them instructions, he gave them answers, and he tried to prepare them for the wilderness, through the wilderness. And what ended up happening is, like, the wilderness, their test, they ended up failing. The reason why they failed was because they immediately saw that the test was too hard. Now, God will never put anything on you that you can't, you know, bear. But they had an excuse. They were just tired. They didn't want to fight. They didn't want to try to learn they didn't want to try to grow so they started turning their backs on God disobeying him and not trusting him and thinking that they had their own way and they knew everything about their lives and what happened was that an 11-day journey turned into 40 years and ultimately everyone failed and nobody got their promise what ends up happening is that their offspring end up getting a promise they end up making it so it kind of sucks to think think about that right God gave them 40 years of opportunities. He gave them 40 years to get it right. And he kept giving them answers. He kept letting them know like, yo, if you do this, if you do that. And he was He was helping them. They wanted certain things. Hey, we need food. Hey, we need this. And, we, and God would help them miracle after miracle and giving them. And they still didn't want to listen. They felt things were too hard. They didn't believe that God was going to be there because they wanted a quick fix. They were tired of waiting. They wanted everything instantly. Doesn't that sound familiar? Like the world that we live in? And then this fourth test for me is one of the greatest tests or the greatest tests that was ever passed, right? And it was Jesus that was led to the wilderness, that was led to the wilderness wilderness. And then ultimately at the end of him being sacrificed, right? So. We see in Matthew 4 that it says, literally, this is what it says. Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted there by the devil. Now, it sounds wild, right? You're like, yo, why would God send his own son into the wilderness to be tested by the devil? Right? Why would, isn't he supposed to be a good God, a gracious God and everything? Isn't he, right, all-knowing, all-powerful? Like, why would you do? Like, that just sounds crazy. Jesus? His son. His son. But that's the thing, y'all, that's the thing. You, When you sit with it, right, you start to realize a lot of different things, right? Because the Bible actually talks back to you. That's the only book I know that will talk back to you. And as I begin to read this, like I had the same question. Yo, this is wild, like, why would Jesus, why would God allow this, right? But I started realizing that, you know, that Jesus, I'm gonna use us as an example. Right or my testimony. I had a moment where, once to answer God's call and I got His messages. Right, He was He was teaching me. He was teaching me a lot of different things and preparing me. And we see that from when, the moment when we see um, see a moment of Jesus when He was younger, you know, talking to His parents, and then we don't hear Him for like I don't know 30 years, and then we finally see Him and we hear about uh, uh, Him getting baptized by John the Baptist. By, excuse me, John the Baptist in the water, and after He gets baptized, He goes into, you know. wilderness to be tempted but Jesus was prepared along the way he was was given his knowledge and his wisdom and then it was time to see time to see if Jesus was going to use his free will right his choice that God gave him to fulfill the purpose that God had for him for the world for humanity so when Jesus goes into the wilderness he's tempted in many different ways yo 40 days and 40 nights with no food and water And the enemy comes to him and the enemy is like, yo, I know you are hungry and you got something, right? So you can't turn this stone into some food, some bread, (laughs) some lobster, you know, a nice little steak or whatever. Right. And we see that Jesus decides to go above that. He's like, yo, I'm not here for the quick fix. Right. He responds to the enemy by using a word, by using what God told him. Literally, he referenced the scripture. It says, this is how Jesus responded to the enemy after the enemy told him to turn the the rocks into food. He goes, no, the scripture says, people do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Wow, only if we can take what God told us and be able to use it against the enemy's attacks on us, on those thoughts that try to discourage us or distract us, on our situations that try to break us, only if we can reference God's word. Go back to him be in his presence, continue to pray to him, continue to believe that he knows the right way, that he is with us in the wilderness. Yo, and God, and Jesus is even tested with power. The devil takes him up to mind and he's like, yo, I can give you all these kingdoms. Like, everything you see here can be yours. Anything you want, I got you, bro. Like, I got you, right? Now, this is actually the third time that Jesus ends up being tempted, and literally, the devil was like, I'll give you everything if you kneel down and worship me. And this is what Jesus says, get out of here, Satan. For the scripture says you must worship the Lord your God and serve only him. What are you worshiping? What are you literally kneeling down to? Is it culture? Is it society? Is people? Material things? And you doing that, you think you're going to gain something. Society, you're going to get gain power, you're going to gain notoriety, or whatever the case may be and gain some likes on IG, I think we need to see this example of Jesus and how he overcame the temptations because the world that we live in literally is trying to tempt us to be like everything else. It's trying to tempt us to fall into someone else having power over us, having other things overpower us and us not be us and us not really grow and us not understand that we have power that we have choice you know so I answered God's call and God started telling me about stretching my faith and letting me know who my my identity who I was and that he was going to transform me and change me and then I was led into a wilderness season that I didn't even know I was led into because I was so focused on like understanding what God was saying and I was so focused on like really trying to transform my habits and my thinking patterns and everything that one day I almost felt like God stopped talking. And I was like, God, where are you? Like I've been praying to you every day, watching watching my sermons and, 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 and praying and reading my Bible. and Like, God, where are you? God, why are these thoughts coming to me like this? It feels like a flood God I feel like life is, is squeezing me right now like what do I do what is going on God what what should I do I, I'm in pain I'm hurting I'm crying God and you left me here what are you doing God you letting all this pain fill me up you're, you're, you're letting everything hurt me and destroy my mind and my heart I feel like I can't do this without you and literally God's answers was, was super clear And God was just always letting me know I'm here I'm here And honestly, the question was, when you're faced with adversity, when you're faced with life squeezing you, what are you really going to focus on? Because for me, in my my wilderness season, though I was hurt and I was crying, I'm like, God, what's going on? Life is kind of killing me, destroying me, harassing me right now, I'm feeling tormented. No matter how I felt, I still made the decision to open my word, to get on my knees and to continue to seek him. Because in his word, he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And if you seek me and you knock, you'll find me." So I'm like, God, you see, you're you not a liar, right? So I know if I keep doing this, that you, if you're you not a liar, you, you, you gotta come through. You gotta be there for me. And even though it was months of doing it, I didn't wanna give up. So how many of us actually give up so fast when we don't get the instant answer, we don't get the instant opportunity, we don't get the instant gratification for something? How many times do we give up so fast? right? So in my wilderness season, the pain that I felt there was a lot of temptations right I could have went back to my old ways like yo, you can feel a lot better if you pick up a bottle right Yo you can you can regain that control over your life if you just you know go on a few days or you, you know highlight some 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 people and you know just all these different things they were right in front of my face there were really bad narratives right in front of my eyes and it was hard I'm not gonna lie but regardless of anything I said I don't want to go back to the life that I once lived where I felt pain where I didn't feel like I had control where I felt like it wasn't me I want to know the real me and I want to continue to grow and God said that I have a purpose in my life I need to know the purpose He said that there's treasures for me. I want to know my treasures. He called me royalty. And he said that my inheritance is a kingdom. And I said, I want it all. I want all of it. Right? It's tough. I know. I know. But you know who else knows? Jesus. Because he went through it. It didn't stop in the wilderness season. Even when he got out, right? Even when he got out. But before I even go on to that. After... The, the, what we see in scripture where the, the devil tempts him three times And three times he reverses God's word right What God taught him Look what it says Then the devil went away and the angels came and took care of Jesus Man Dude, I want you to understand that like The devil will flee once you fight it Your situation that's trying to break you down and say you got no power When you stand up in that power and authority and the identity that God's given you situation got no control over you your thoughts have no control over you you start to see world the world from a different lens right god wants you to practically use the knowledge he gives you he wants you to understand it to know it and to use it right so you have to understand that that's what god wants to do for your life god's not always going to hold your hand because he wants us to understand the world that we live in, it's a fallen world. Being with God doesn't make life a lot easier. It doesn't mean that life is gonna be perfect. God says in the word, we're gonna face troubles and tests every single day. In the book of James, what it actually says is this, it says rejoice because times of opposition and affliction and persecution are actually opportunities to receive a gift and that's growth, to be more like Jesus. The James Jesus that overcame all the temptations. Cause Jesus didn't sound like us when we say, like, ah, oh, you know, I I'm just always like this. I'm always gonna lose. I'm always gonna be fat. I'm always gonna be, be be stuck. I'm always gonna be sad. I'm always gonna be upset. I'm always gonna be Nah. Jesus chose to take the high road, to choose his father, over a temporary satisfaction. So that's what we gotta do. That's what I did. But it wasn't easy. Cause it was like pulling teeth even with myself and I knew it I kept saying no God no God and God was like the only way you're gonna get out of this is, is, is if you pass it because God will continue to put you in the test until you get it right and it's not to harm you it's to help you it's to help you grow God wants you to be happy but he says I can't take you I can't change your circumstance until I change your character because you need a certain character to be able to uphold that new situation that new season he wants to bring you in that new blessing that new opportunity he wants to bring you into you got to have a certain character god has high standards and he wants you to reach them he tells you how to he gives you the whole blueprint but a lot of times we're so distracted and we're so blind to the fact that he gives us everything that we walk into something maybe saying yeah god i got it and then we instantly drop it and we're lost and we start crying and we're hurt and we're painful we're being very bitter, and all these different things start happening in our lives, where it doesn't even show that we believe in God, right? So God gives you a choice, and gives you a choice to focus on your problem, your situation, or to focus on Him. Because when you focus on Him, and you invite Him into your circumstance, your season, your situation, He's gonna prove to you, yo, I'm here with you. All you gotta do is ask me for some peace, ask me for clarity, direction, and I got you. But too often we actually want to know the whole plan of God. We want to know, hey God, how long is this gonna last? What exactly do I have to do? We all want the answers. And God's like, yo, it's it's life with me is not about knowing everything. Life with me is not about feeling, right? God God, I don't feel this right now. I'm not I don't feel you. I don't feel good. I don't feel like I'm gonna do this. God's like, that's the that's a mistake right there. Because I'm not about feeling, I'm about knowing. You gotta know that you're royalty. You gotta know I give you power authority. You gotta know that you got this. You gotta know that I'm using all things to work for your good. To work for your good. So I went through my trial three months, and or, or three or four months, it, it was several months, and um, I continued to choose things that felt uncomfortable, but I knew if I chose those, only real growth would happen. I was in my word every day, I was praying every day, watching my sermons and I was talking about things out loud, I was using my voice, using my power and authority and I would try different ways to, 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 to be happier and to fight my thoughts and I would speak out loud like my, these thoughts in not minds, God I give them to you and you know I even learned about fasting, what is fasting, what is fasting because I saw that Jesus did it right, for 40 days and 40 nights, and I was like, God, I wanna know what type of fast, and I, I wanna take it to the next level, because I wanna go deeper, God. I really wanna know what you got for me, what you gonna do for me, right? And I, I'm not saying it from a selfish standpoint, but I'm saying it from God, like, what can I do to get out of these strongholds? Show me more of my identity, show me more of my power, show me more of the treasures that you have for me in my life. And when I decided to go deeper, God opened up a whole world for me. He opened up the whole world for me. I went from being a depressed, Bitter, ignorant, arrogant, blind individual Who was unhealthy physically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally In every way possible To being a whole new individual And he says it in his word When you come to me in Christ, you are a new identity You are made new, you are a new creation That's what God says But that only happens when you choose him So are you going to choose God and true development, true growth, true transformation? are you going to choose going to the club, choose the bottle, choose some weed, drugs, bad friends, things that don't serve you, that don't feed you the right way, culture, society? Are you going to listen to those things or listen to the God that has a manual literally saying, don't be conformed to the ways of this world? For I know the way for you. I want to give you guys some practical scriptures where God even lets us know, like, yo, despite how your season looks, your wilderness looks, I promise you I'm with you. And because you are my child, because you accepted my call, this is what's going to happen. In Isaiah 43, 2, it says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. God says, yo, when you go in your season, when you go through your wilderness, when you focus on me and you understand who I created you to be, guess what? The waters, I know they're deep, but guess what? I'm with you. I know the rivers, they're going a little crazy, but they're not going to overflow you, right? Hey, when you walk through the fire, I know it's scary. I know it's hot, but guess what? It doesn't burn you. It doesn't burn you. Nothing can touch you because I got you. That's what God says in Isaiah 43 too. And look at this in Psalms 147 verses four through five. It says, He telleth the number of the stars. He calleth them all by their names. Great is our Lord and and of great power. His understanding is infinite. What does that mean? Or how does that even make sense compared to, you know, everything that you're talking about? That shows the power of God. Your situation is not too big for Him. Your wilderness season doesn't outpower God. He understands what you're going through because he went through it. Jesus went through it. And it was hard. Yo, do you know that in in, in Matthew, right? When when we go to Matthew and uh, uh, Jesus' ultimate test, right, was being commissioned by God to be a sacrifice for all humanity, right? I know a lot of people might agree with, with hearing that in that way, but literally, jesus goes right and he sits down with his disciples he goes to a garden and he gets in prayer he tells them hey i want y'all to you know stay watch here and i would like for y'all to pray um, as i go to pray and he literally tells god god my father if it is possible let this cup of suffering be taken away from me yet i want your will to be done not mine Jesus went through it Jesus was like Yo God I don't want to do this It it sucks But God you are my God And I know that your ways Are higher than my ways Are better than my ways I know that you are The all knowing God I want your will to be done Jesus talks about his suffering His heart was hurting Because he knew That he had to Feel this pain He was about to be sacrificed And it was part of him That didn't want to be But he corrected himself And he said God your will be done Because he chose the bigger picture. He knew that his life wasn't about him, it was about others, it was about humanity. And I feel like that's how we got to be. Too many of us who, or for those who do read the Bible, who have read the Bible, I think what we do is we, we, we become misinformed and misinterpret things because we take instruction and we leave the example. Jesus was that example. David was that example. Solomon was that example. Abraham was that example. All these, God gives you so many people in the Bible that were not qualified to partner with God and rule with Him. But guess what? God actually qualifies the called. And He's calling you. Yeah, I know you made a lot of mistakes. I know. That in your wilderness season, you just wanted to fall back into to your old ways and you wanted to go back to all these different things. But God is saying like, yo, if you just stick with it, like I'm giving you, I'm giving you all the answers to the test. But you got to remember that you got the answer booklet. And you got to open it. And you got to read what I wrote. You got to spend time with me. And I promise you that my peace will surpass all understanding. You'll be faced with the same situations, maybe over and over, but you're going to be navigating those situations a lot differently. You're going to be stronger. Literally, Jesus says that every generation is going to face a whole different test every single day. It's going to make us, literally, it's going to make us have to depend and trust in God and a radical way it's always going to be different we all have our own tests and we see that from Adam and Eve having a different test to Abraham having different tests and the Israelites having different tests Jesus having different we all have will face different tests but it doesn't matter how different it is it may be different from one another but God is the teacher he's the orchestrator he knows everything he has the answers to every single test but you got to believe that he can give you that answer. So what test are you facing today? What trial are you facing today? How's your wilderness season looking? I know it's hard. I know it's hard. But we have a book of wisdom called Proverbs. And in Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. God literally tells you, like, y'all know it's going to be tough. And there's going to be times your flesh and the enemy wants you to think that that you know the right answer, but you don't. It's a coping mechanism. That's what it is. It's... Focus on me, acknowledge me in all your ways, and I will direct your path. That's what he says in Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 6. God commands us to walk boldly in the things that he taught us. In Joshua 1, 1 9, it says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor dismayed. be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. He's always gonna be with you. He's giving you a spirit of power, not of fear. And even Je- uh, Jesus, when we see in Matthew 7, 7, and I'm gonna put this in a way like, when you're lost in the wilderness, when you don't know what to do, you need direction, you need guidance, it says, ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you shall find it. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. God's saying, all you gotta do is ask me. He has no problem about your persistency and prayer. He wants you to be persistent with Him because He wants you to depend on Him. You can't depend on yourself. A lot of us wanna think we we have all the right right answers and know what we need to do, but let's be real, at the end of the day, look how far that got us. We just ended up being in a hole, stuck, and in pain. And look at this. I read this and it blew my mind, like this is real boldness, right? This has come from a man who went through so much pain, right, a man named David. Who i really encourage y'all to read about in psalms 119 verse 15 this is my comfort in my affliction for your word has given me life what that says is yo my mind is killing me tormenting harassing me my situation is breaking me but this is my comfort and my affliction your word god because you're giving me life you're giving me protection you're giving me guidance you're giving me direction And I know I can't be broken. I may bend, but I can't be broken because of what you made me into. My trial that I went through turned me into an entire different person, an entire different person. I don't even remember that person that I used to be. It's hard to remember. Because God said, yo, we don't gotta worry about that anymore. Your mistakes you made, I cast them out to the depths of the sea. We forgot about all that. And God is trying to let you know that too. It doesn't matter about the mistakes that you make. Don't don't think about your past because the enemy in your wilderness season wants you to focus on that. Your wilderness season, and it's not only a one-time thing, it's going to happen several times. God is preparing you for new levels, but you got to embrace the process. And once you surrender to Him and you embrace it, I promise you, change will happen. Change will happen. And I want to leave you off with 2 Timothy 1 verse 7. For God, as I said before, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So that fear that you're feeling, that doubt that you're feeling, that uneasiness, that negativity that you're feeling, God's like, yo, I didn't give that to you. So where are you getting it from? Because what I gave you is power. What I gave you is love. And I gave you a sound mind. But you got to reach out and grab it. You got to accept it because God's not going to snap his fingers and change the situation for you. He wants you to participate. He wants you to learn. He wants you to practically do things so that you can grow. So I encourage y'all to stay focused. I know life is hard. It sucks, during, especially during a pandemic and everyone's going through something. But understand that God is here with you. He, You may not hear Him, but He's here. I'm going through that now. I feel like Sometimes God's not listening, but that's my flesh and that's the enemy telling me. I know God has listened to my prayers. He told me he listened to all of our prayers. When we pray and we call out to him, he will answer. Sometimes he won't. Only because you might be in a wilderness season where he wants you to understand that you already know what you need to do. You already know what you need to believe. You already know that you need to be in my presence just a little bit more. So I encourage y'all. Stay focused and stay faithful because God has a purpose for your life. He cares about you and He loves you. So next episode is going to be a great one and I just thank you guys for tuning into Faith in the Wild. I love y'all so much. Thank you for all the support and I just encourage y'all, please stay focused on God. Don't listen to nobody else. You find your truth with Him because your relationship with God actually has nothing to do with anybody else. It's you and him. He wants to teach you some things. He wants to do some things in your life. He wants to use you a part of your plan. Despite your mistakes, despite you feeling disqualified, he's chosen you and he's making you qualified. So I love y'all and I pray that y'all have a blessed day. Peace.